Research is brings out in many ways the most precious of human qualities. Hi, this is Ahmed Sharif and welcome to The Lead, a podcast from DH Radio. Today we have with us an author who has spent riveting books like The Opium Clerk, The Miniaturist, Calcutta, Sarojini's Mother and Tejashwini or Shabnam, which has been translated into English as The End Game and many more. It's Kunal Basu. Hi, Mr. Basu. Welcome to DS Podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hope you're doing good. Yes, as far as this lockdown will permit me to be. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, I'll start with my first question. So that is, your recent novels, uh, Sarojini's Mother and the End Game, have one common theme of a foreigner finding a long lost relative. Is there more than what meets the eye on the subject? You see, most of my novels, if not all of them, are about search. Uh, in Sarojini's Mother and in the End Game, the object of search is an individual. In a novel called The Yellow Emperor's Cure that I'd written some years back, the object of search was the cure for a medicine for a deadly disease. Uh, in races, for example, it was a search to understand the science of human variation. Okay, um, And in some ways, the overarching theme that connects my novels that are set in different parts of the world, are different stories with different characters, is a search which is both a literal search as well as a metaphorical search. Now, what do I mean by that? If you look at Sarujini's mother, here is a young woman who was adopted from India when she was an infant and who grew up in England, who really is an English girl, not really an Indian girl, but who comes to Kolkata uh, in the present time to search for her biological mother. So there's a very explicit target for her search, which is she must find her mother. But what transpires in the novel is a deeper search, a psychological search, a philosophical search, but what motherhood really means, what it means to Sarojini and what it means to her. Is motherhood uh, purely determined by biology? Is it, uh, is it psychology that determines motherhood mm-hmm. uh, and things of that nature? Uh, and as with The End Game, which is a novel which is set in uh, war-torn Iraq uh, after the fall of uh, the Saddam Hussein regime, um, is the search of a young journalist uh, who comes from New York to cover the war in the Middle East. And she finds uh, a young woman who she suspects is from India. And she's a trafficked woman. And her search begins to find this trafficked woman, which in a way is a search into her own past. Search brings out, in many ways, the most precious of human qualities. Uh, It uh, makes us look outwards in in areas, in places that we have never looked before. And it also makes us look inwards and understand ourselves better than we have done before. In a way, it's encapsulating the spirit of life. It does. It does. Also, in most of your books, Kolkata marks its presence in one way or another. Uh, tell us more about your love for the city of joy. You know, actually, I mean, Kolkata doesn't make its presence felt in most of my novels. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my, I remember my, my agent in, in London, as well as my UK publisher, would tell me, uh, Kunal, you're a Calcutta boy, why don't you write a novel about Calcutta? And my standard reply to that would be, mm-hmm. 
I don't write novels about themes or places. I write stories. Mm-hmm. So Calcutta was the first novel uh, which, uh, which occurred in my mind, uh, which was about a story which is set in this city. My first novel, The Opium Clark, was also set in this city, but it was a historical novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was set in three cities, Calcutta, Canton, and Kuching in Malaya. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first uh, part was certainly set in Calcutta. But then I really departed. My my Mughal novel, The Miniaturist, was set in Agra, Fatehpur Sikri, and so forth. Uh, but the Yellow Emperor's Cure races were not set in India at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were all set outside of India. They were not Indian novels. Mm-hmm. Um, and Calcutta and Sarojini's uh, Mother are my two contemporary novels that are set in India, uh, in Kolkata. And I have a Bengali novel called Ruby Shankar, my first Bengali novel, mm-hmm. which is also set in Kolkata. Okay. So to answer your question, I'm a thoroughbred Calcutta and I was born and raised in the city, but I do not want to see myself as an insider. You see, an insider misses most of the exciting parts of a place, okay, because it becomes routine. Take, for example, Calcutta. 54% of Calcutta's population is non-Bengali. It's not Bengali. Okay. okay. Other people from UP, from Bihar, from Madhya Pradesh, from all different parts of the country, right? But no Bengali author, no Calcutta author has ever written a novel about the non-Bengalis in Calcutta uh, because these are insiders don't uh, see uh, things that normally an outsider would. Neither do I consider myself to be a complete outsider uh-huh. because a complete outsider would only see the obvious. They would see the congested roads, they would see the pollution, they would see the garbage, but they would fail to see the nuances, the details of this city, which are fascinating. So my relationship with, uh, with Kolkata, and I spent half the year here and half the year in Oxford, is that of an insider-outsider, an outsider-insider. Uh, and every time when Uh, the city features in one of my novels, I want to discover a part of it uh, which is unknown to me, which is strange to me. So basically it's an outsider's view from an insider's perspective, if I can say that. I mean, it is is both, you see. Uh Um, I am from here, but I'm not from here. And that is, I think, a, a, a mindset that has helped me to really explore the city. You said that you're a thoroughbred Calcutta man, so... How do you prefer to call your city? Calcutta, Kolkata, or Calcutta? So how, how do you prefer to call your city? Yeah, so the answer is obvious. We Bengalis refer to the city as Kolkata. Okay. Uh-huh. So I always say when, I, when I'm talking to friends, where are you going? I'm going to Kolkata. Okay. However, the, the word and the spelling I would use would depend very much on the story. So take, for example, uh, The Opium Clark, my first novel, which was set in 19th century India. Okay, and in China and in Malaya. In the 19th century, the word was Calcutta. Okay. okay. And therefore, uh, the city features as, Cal- as Calcutta. In Calcutta, which is set in the world of the non-Bengalis uh, in, um, in, in, Kolkata, in the city, uh, the novel is called Calcutta. Okay. So if you ask a non-Bengali and say, well, uh, uh, uh-huh. and they would say, Main Calcutta ja raha so very much the the pronunciation, the spelling of the city would be determined by not an absolute standard, but it would be determined by the story itself. I know coming back to your uh, recent novels, The, the End Game, uh, 
you have Charlie who is referred to as Jimi Hendrix and in Sarojini's mother you have Chiru who is uh, called as Elvis. So can you tell us uh, the story behind this mapping and why did you choose them? See, the end game is, um, it begins with the story of Tejoshini. Tejoshini or Tejo uh, is a, a Indian woman uh, who's grown up in New York, went to Columbia University, is for all practical purposes an American. Uh-huh. And she's a journalist and she comes to c- cover the war in Iraq. And Charlie, uh, her, uh, her camera person, uh, is an African-American. And the two are buddies. Uh, and they've covered many wars together. They've been in crisis together. So when they give names to each other, or if one were to give a name to the other, mm-hmm. it would be drawn from the popular cultural uh, symbols of that place. Okay. And Jimi Hendrix, of course, is a very, very famous African, was a very, very famous African-American musician mm-hmm. whose music that we hear, uh, was, you know, till now. Yes. Elvis, on the other hand, for Calcutta, has a very interesting connotation. Um, many of your readers or audience might not know Uh, This city, Kolkata, was the center for Western popular music in the 60s and 70s. And certainly in the 70s, I grew up in Kolkata. There were all these restaurants and pubs and bars where they had very famous musicians like Pam Crane, uh, who uh, brought the music of rock and roll, of blues and jazz. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and Elvis Presley, uh, obviously we're going back to the 60s and 70s now, Elvis Presley, like the Beatles, um, were, were, were household names uh, among you know, certain generations of, of, of people who lived here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt it would be interesting and intriguing for somebody to name himself Elvis and for others to call him Elvis. And also as an author, what has been your motivation when you write a story? Like, what, what gets you started? My only motivation uh, is the story. You see, when I, when I think of a story, and it, the most difficult question for me to answer as an author is, how did you come up with this story? Mm-hmm. And the reason it's a difficult question is because the brain, our brain, mm. is the most um, uh, misunderstood or least understood part of our biology. Mm-hmm. How it connects things together, how it picks up information and joins up things and conjures up things is beyond my capacity to explain. But I constantly keep thinking of stories, uh, not, some, not consciously, but even subconsciously. When I'm sitting in a train station, uh, when I'm sitting in an airplane, when I'm going bus somewhere, when I'm walking down the street, oftentimes I would start daydreaming and I would start thinking of stories. Now, these, some of these stories have connections to my immediate world. I may have read something in the newspapers that morning. I may have overheard a conversation, mm-hmm. um, you know, and things like that. Uh, sometimes they, they have nothing to do with my immediate environment. Um, but the brain conjures these stories. And when and if I think this one such story keeps me awake at night and really wants it to be written, that's when I pick up the pen and I write a novel or I write a short story. So my real motivation is a story which is powerful enough, seductive enough to keep myself engaged. So if I'm not engaged, my authors will never, my readers will never be engaged. And so, so my motivation really is a very personal motivation. Have I thought of a story 
which is compelling itself to be written. Another thing about uh, writing a book is that the whole package, right? The cover pages of your books are very intriguing and especially the one of Sarojini's mother. I mean, the eye almost peer into my soul. So how how much does the cover design matter to you? Uh, immensely. Look, I've said in other places, I'm a failed artist. I, I did not want to be an author. I wanted to be an artist when I was a child. But then, you know, for us, life deals different hands, and I ended up uh, not in a uh, place that I don't like, but I became an author. Uh, but the artist inside me never died. Uh-huh. And so the, the visual uh, feel of a book is very important to me. And you're very right when you say, look, a book is meant for reading, but it's also an artifact. It yeah. sits on a shelf. It sits on a table. It is passed from hand to hand. And for me, who is aesthetically obsessed, um, I cannot bear uh, the jacket of my book uh, to be something that I do not prefer. Okay. So for all my publishers all over the world, my unwritten rule is if Kunal doesn't approve the jacket, it does not go to print. Uh-huh. Um, with, with, in, with, with respect to my Indian editions and the one that you mentioned, uh-huh. also Calcutta, which won a jacket prize, Mm-hmm. I was very lucky to meet a young designer called Pinaki Bey. Uh, Pinaki is a wonderful person, incredibly talented, uh, an English lit prof who also is uh, one of India's leading uh, jacket designers. Mm-hmm. And we have long conversations uh, before every book, uh, before a jacket is designed. So he reads the novel. We spend hours talking about what the novel is about. What is it is, what sort of feelings it wants to evoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes up with multiple uh, covers. Uh, we go through a lot of them. We reject a lot of them and eventually come up, uh, decide on one. So the jacket design for me is a very exciting past of the book publishing process once I've finished the novel. And uh, what are the challenges that you face as a bilingual writer? You know, I don't really face a challenge. It's an excitement for me. I was um, I was lucky to have been born in a household full of books. My mother, uh, Chobi Basu, was a very well-known Bengali writer of fiction. She wrote for about 60 years. Mm. She's passed away now. And my father was an independent publisher. So I grew up in a house full of books and with many authors and poets and playwrights and filmmakers visiting our house all the time. And... I had the gift, I think I received from them the gift of two languages, Bangla and English. Mm-hmm. And I never felt that I had to choose between between them. Uh, Shakespeare was as important to me as Bunkim Chandra. Uh, and so uh, it is not really a, a challenge in a negative sense, but it's an excitement for me to consider which language would I use in terms of expressing a story that has occurred to me. Now, having said that, most of my writing has been in English. I've written four novels in Bangla. Um, and uh, the one that I've just finished writing is in English. Uh, but who knows what the, the following one is going to be in. And uh, could you throw some light on the amount of research that you had put in for the endgame? Because it's a distant land and it's also set in the past. So could you, could you shed some more light on that? Yeah, I mean, many of my novels are set in distant lands. You know, so this is not an exception. The uh-huh. Yale Empress Cure is set in China and Portugal. Uh, Racist is set in Africa and Victorian Britain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Opium Clark is set in part in Malaya. Um, <clears throat> I've written novels that are set in almost every part of the continent, every every continent of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one of the most exciting things for me uh, when I write is the research. You know, uh, is the excitement of entering a world that I've not entered before. And the end game was no exception. I have traveled in the Middle East. I have friends from the Middle East uh, from my student days in America, my professorial days in Canada, and as well as my professorial days in Oxford. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a region that I follow very closely, both in terms of its politics, but also in terms of its culture. But uh, unfortunately, I couldn't travel to Iraq. As you would understand, yeah. uh, in the present situation, I would not have travel insurance to travel to Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read extensively. Uh, um, and the aspect which I uh, researched a lot was the, uh, the core of international journalists who went to cover the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and many of them were from, from Europe, from America, uh, from the Middle East, uh, and also some from India. Uh-huh. And some of them, and, and some of these journalists have written books on their experience covering Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, etc. And these, uh, this kind of secondary research also provided me a perspective in terms of what would it be or what would it feel for a person like Teju to be in Iraq uh, during the war. So fairly extensive research in terms of, but you know, in, in writing a novel, you don't just uh, research uh, the background politics and culture and sociology. Mm-hmm. You also research details. For example, what would they be eating? Yeah. Um, and so all of these foreground details actually bring a story to light or a novel to light. And that's the kind of research I did for, for the end game quite extensively, actually. Yeah. And coming back to the present, then, how has life been in the pandemic to you, Kunal? Now, um, it's awkward to say it has gone well because it's not gone well for a whole lot of people in this world. Um, but uh, bear in mind that for, for an author, uh, most authors live in self-imposed quarantine anyway. <laughs> uh, even before the pandemic struck, I wrote for 12 hours a day every day, uh, including Saturdays and Sundays except on days when I would be on a plane traveling somewhere or giving a talk somewhere, I would be forever at my desk, either in Oxford or in Kolkata. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pandemic has act- accentuated that process. I now spend 14 hours a day uh, at the desk uh, and um, finish, as I said, just finished a novel, which I started writing during uh, the quarantine period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I've been writing and writing and writing. That's what I've been doing. Wow. And my final question is, uh, do you plan to open a writer's club in uh, anywhere in the world, like, say, suppose in Kolkata in the future? No, absolutely not. Why would I do that? Uh, <laughs> you know, um, you see, I've written 14 books uh-huh. and I just finished the 15th. And I'm now thinking of writing the 16th, which will start quite soon. Uh-huh. And then hopefully, if I'm healthy and alive, I'll write more. Mm-hmm. So I go from book to book to book to book. Where is the time to do anything else? And I would leave, um, and I'd not be the right person to do a book club and things like that because I'm so obsessed with reading what I, what is, what I need to read for my writing uh-huh. that my reading tends to be quite focused to support my writing uh, yes. and so forth. All right, Kunal, thank you for joining with uh, Deccan Herald Podcast. Yeah, thank you again. That's all in today's episode. 
Tune in this evening on our news update podcast from the newsroom to catch all the exciting developments of the day and to get the news while it's still budding. For latest news and updates, log on to www.deckenherald.com. Check out our e-paper at www.deckenheraldepaper.com. To read news on the go, sign up to our Telegram channel t.me/deckenheraldnews. Keep up with the news from your interested sphere by downloading the all-new Deckenherald app, in which you can personalize, have quick glance at news shots, check highlights, and even listen. too you can get it from google play store and apple app store and you can find the links to the same in the description